Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Six. Ladies and gentlemen, that, I guess that would be it. It is game six tonight. Take that. Grizzlies take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Trying to bring it home for game seven on Sunday. We'll obviously be talking about that. Chris Harrington's going to, here's the lineup, actually. I'll give you the, I'll give you the full lineup. Jason Smith's going to roll on here in the next segment. We'll talk to him. The Chicago Bears have a new vol on the team. Uh, Darnell Wright, the tackle from the University of Tennessee, is a newest Chicago Bear. But we'll talk to Jason about all manner of things. Chris Harrington is in Los Angeles. We'll talk to him straight up at 10 o'clock. And then uh, and then Steve Macy's going to join us. Steve Macy uh, works for the showboats. And they're giving away... They're giving away hats, Jeffrey. Did you realize this? The showboats. Are, I did not. Oh, the show, the, the showboats are giving away lots of hats. Here's the deal. Showboats hats. Hey, let me show you the hat. Let me show you this hat. Look at that, look at that hat there. All the right. 901 on the side. Memphis showboats. Good looking hat, right? Good looking hat. Uh, giving away 5,000 of the hats Saturday as part of our tribute to the 901. Get there early. Tickets start at just 10 bucks, and the hat value alone is twice that. I mean, the hat value is twice that. Did you see, by the way, my beloved Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. drafted Dalton Kincaid? Yes, my wife was confused by that because she they said have Dawson Knox. Right. She said they have a Dawson and a Dalton. But now they have a Dalton. That's confusing. Yeah, and then someone else made the point. It sounds like a wrestling tag team, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. Like, Here comes Dalton. <laughs> He's going to help Dalton. Dalton's in the ring. He's in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, and um, the uh, uh, they couldn't find his hat, though. <laughs> oh, no. They, 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 oh, no. He's sitting there, oh, and no. there's, there's a guy behind him. I don't know if it indicated that he did not think or would want to be drafted by Buffalo, but there's – Dalton Kincaid sitting on the couch. Well, and, he probably thought like we did. They already have a Dawson. That sounds and, too and much. The hat like, I guy can't, behind I can't him is like there. thumbing through the hats, and then he gets to all the end of the hats, and he's like, "We didn't don't have see it. Got to yeah. start again." And so he starts going through the hats again. It's a tough scene. Anyway, you can get a, a showboats hat uh, if you are one of the first five thousand to go watch the showboats Saturday. Uh, hat value twice that. Tickets starting at just ten bucks. Um, so Steve Macy's going to join us. We'll talk to him about the USFL and other matters uh, as well. So that's the lineup. Jason Smith, Chris Harrington, and then Steve Macy. Uh, it is a big day, big night tonight. Tips at 9 30. 9.30. Some of us have to stay up afterward, wait, wait for everybody to talk, and then write columns. I will still be awake at 4 a.m. The question is, what's your strategy, Jeffrey? Do you need to get a nap in? What's a? It's it's tomorrow Saturday. We could be staggering around a little bit, but we got to be recovered for Game Seven on Sunday. Yeah, I'm. 
I wish I were a nap person. You're not. I just can't. Taylor uh, Jenkins said he always naps. Mm-hmm. On game day, I was reading he Drew reflects. Hill's piece, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, he also said, by the way, uh, you could read Drew Hill in the Daily Memphian report from Los Angeles. Chris Harrington in the Daily Memphian has a column up from Los Angeles. We're going to get into some of those things that, that Taylor Jenkins said that I thought were really revealing here in just a little bit. One of the things that he said was not as revealing, but was fun nevertheless, mm-hmm. was that... Um, Nap guy. He naps every game mm-hmm. day. And also that he was going to take a break and go watch a little bit of the NFL draft. Ooh. When they talked to him yesterday. I knew he was a football guy. I knew it. I knew it. He's I a Cowboys it. guy. I knew it. I'm fine with it. Whatever. And He's, he's a, from Dallas. Whatever. He's a football guy. Isn't it, isn't it nice to know that like. Yes, he does. What he's, he does. A, <laughs> he's a sports professional. He's above it all. He whatever else. And he's watching the draft just like everybody else. He hears those chimes and he's like. Yeah. Wait a minute. Pavlovian, right? He's going right for it. And it's also nice to know that my Bills ruined his night. How so? Because they jumped ahead of the Cowboys. <laughs> and the, 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 the general perception is the Bills were picking at 27, Cowboys picking at 26, and the Bills swapped with the Jags to go up and, and get, get the aforementioned Dalton Kincaid because they knew the Cowboys were going to draft Dalton Kincaid. Correct. Also perfect name for a Cowboy, you yes. got to say. Yeah, oh, no, well, and great name for a cowboy. When you saw Dal- Dalton Kincaid, you're like, yeah, that looks like a Cowboys tight end. Like he I, looks like. In fairness, I love Buffalo. I love mm-hmm. where I grew up. I bet he'd rather be a cowboy. Well, I. He's a Western dude. Yeah, he'd but rather it, be a cowboy. But you don't. You, 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 but would he rather be with, with the cowboy? Right, would you? Would you? That's Josh true. Allen. You would rather have Josh Allen throwing to you than Dak Prescott. Correct. That's just true. Yes. Um, but I think you'd rather be doing it in Dallas if your name is Dalton Kincaid. Don't you think most human beings would rather be in Dallas than in Buffalo? Not from the, not from the, oh, this city's better. It's no, weather, everything, cold glamour. Sucks. Cold sucks. Yeah, yeah. Especially no, no, if you're a pass catcher. I, I get it. I like Buffalo better than Dallas, but I understand that most people don't. Anyway, we will be talking about the Grizzlies here in just a moment. I was fascinated by some of the things that Taylor Jenkins said in the pieces uh, that were that were chronicled uh, by my colleagues Drew Hill and Chris Harrington. So we will talk about that in a minute, including what to do if Luke Kennard is not available and what to do about Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. He addressed both of those things, and we will talk about them momentarily. But first, the draft. Yeah, come on. I, <laughs> like, so let me ask you. It was from, a good draft. It was a good first I, round. I, I thought from a TV perspective, it was fine. I didn't like. What was the best? Okay, Will Levis falling was the TV like theme of the night. Yeah, right? I feel bad because falls. Most I, people do seem to think that he is like a legitimately good dude. Is he? Yes, like most people that. Like, you could just see it. it was sad. You did, we but wanted at the same him to time, be I was like, at the give, end of give the first round. Give me all the shot. Give me all the. Give me all the great shots. And there's family. And at some point, they start laughing about it. And then <laughs> what, they, they, what else are you going to do? They go through the five stages. Yes, yes. You know, it's all of that. All the stages of grief. Yes. And uh, and now now we're going to get to the chip on the shoulder stage. Mm-hmm. So that was the. I mean, that was obviously. And in terms of fallers, we've had some fallers who've done brilliantly. Aaron Rodgers, sure, big fall. For Aaron Rodgers, goes in the 20s, though. He still goes in the first round. Yeah. Brady Quinn falls, still goes in the first round. Got a better example? Um, doesn't work out mm-hmm. well. Johnny Manziel falls. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work out well. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees falls to the second round. Correct. I don't know if he was as much a faller. I don't think he was there, honestly. No, and also, he was also in the— He was so itty-bitty. We were also still in the age of, if you weren't 6'5", what were you doing playing quarterback? Right, exactly. So, he but can't so, see over the line. Maybe the first pick or one of the first picks of the second round did brilliantly. Um, other fallers. I mean, in fairness, the Chargers the Chargers traded him, and then the Chargers traded him, and away. they took Rivers, they, they traded, and they traded him away. Well, Brett Favre was traded away. Sure, uh, Brett Favre was traded away. So, Will Levis. First of all, let me ask you this: Is he going to be a Titan? Here's the order now. Yeah, well, well, here's who we got next. Ready? I lost count. I uh, felt of, like there were so many things of moving the teams last night that could draft him. Coming up, Detroit at 34, the Rams at 36, Seattle at 37, 
the Raiders at 38, the Saints at 40, and the Titans at 41. That's a lot of teams that, in a, for a second round, could very well. The Detroit at 34, the Rams at 36. I would be surprised if Detroit takes him. I think they're pretty committed to golf. Okay. And golf's still below, you know, under 30. Is he under 30? Oh, yeah. Golf's only like 28. Rams obviously have Matt Stafford, but mm-hmm. they could use the quarterback of the future. Seattle, there was some thought that Seattle could have taken a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, Ultimately, they golf's took, 28. They took a corner and a wide receiver. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. How old's Josh Allen? Josh Allen's probably 27. Isn't it amazing that people think of Jared Goff as like uh, yesterday's news because he's been traded, Correct. kicked around. Yeah, Josh, Josh will be 27 uh, next month. Uh, Seattle, uh, so, okay, Seattle could have taken a quarterback in the first round. They could take him. You got to like him, though. Like, you don't take a quarterback if you don't like them just because other people have them highly rated, and there are lots of things not to like about him. Raiders at 38, Saints at 40, Titans at 41. So I don't think the Lions are going to do it. I don't think the Rams are going to do it. I don't think the Seahawks will do it. I'm starting to get interested with the Raiders at 38. Raiders at 38. Yeah. They need they need a lot of stuff though. They need players. Yeah, but their their coach is an idiot. Um Saints at 40. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's fine. I just think that I to hey, me to me the, honest, how about Titans at 41? I'm I Will Levis feels like a Titan to me. I am in your camp. If you like the quarterback, you should take him. If you like and him, he, you should take him in the first round. Correct. If you don't like him, it, the fact correct. that he's cheap doesn't make it doesn't cheap is not if you if he's not good, getting him in they the just second did round this doesn't with matter. Malik. Yeah, they just did it with Malik. Exactly. You don't like him well enough. Yes. And so what happens? He comes and he's not good. And again, you're like, well, he, he, uh, here's the truth. That idea that it's a great value in the second or third round works for a guard because you got to play multiple guards. It works for a, oh, I can't believe he fell for a wide receiver. Safety. It, it does not work for a quarterback because if they're not excellent, mm-hmm. they're of no use to you. Either excellent, you need either excellent or they're of no use to you because you're not. And so you don't draft because, ah, pretty good. You could use a pretty good guard or a pretty good receiver or a pretty good safety. You can't use a pretty good quarterback. I'm I'm completely with you. I, but someone I think he'll be someone's going to obviously take him, and I'm betting on the Raiders just because I think McDaniel's is actually very dumb. Okay, so, but he's the most dangerous kind of idiot because he clearly believes he's brilliant. Well, he liked Tim Tebow, so yeah, you know he no, liked he, physical he picked, tools. Yeah, did that did pretty well there. So, um, all right, uh, what other TV moments did you like? I uh, among the TV moments I liked. Did you find the little Jets kid, the Make-A-Wish kid, to be? Kid was electric. <laughs> kid, again, I can't stand the Jets. He embraced that, but that moment. Guy, that, the Make-A-Wish kid was. That J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, him. Jets. I was even cheering with him. Yeah. I was like, good God, this kid. He brought the fire. Yes. I I like Jalen Carter's tears. Uh, I thought Jalen Carter weeping the way he did made him sympathetic. If, if, my wife is the, if my wife is the barometer, she thought C.J. Stroud's tears were better. C.J. Stroud's tears. She thought those were the tears of the night. Both of those guys, by the way, had been through it. Yeah, but in the end, C.J. Stroud did go number two. He did go number two, but it's a relief and a happiness. Sure. Everyone's calling him dumb, basically. You know, they say it's not the same processing and whatever, but it's processing, you know? And so uh, um, there were other stuff. Micah Parsons, this didn't happen on the main broadcast. Yeah, this was, yeah. But Micah Parsons, of course, plays for the Cowboys, when the Eagles picked Jalen Carter, he was gonna like leave. I think it was Bleacher Report or something. Who was who was he? Do, who was he? He was part of a broadcast for someone else, and uh, and he he just said, "I'm sick," and I just totally related to that. He just said, "I'm sick." He wanted to walk off the stage and yeah, Bleacher Report. You're correct. And walk off the stage and just be part of it no longer because he was sick that the Eagles got Jalen. I mean, that's how Carter. I felt when the Cowboys took him. I wanted Micah Parsons. Right, exactly. My number one rule. Same dude, by the way. Same idea. Yeah. Why did I, I – that draft, I loved Micah Parsons. There was, he's got red flags. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> good. Yes, right, exactly. Good. The greatest player in Giants defensive history had red flags. Were there other great uh, 
So the TV moments. So Tommy I think, Wilson picked up Roger Goodell. I think the most underrated TV moment was Lions going crazy. Lions, the Lions' war room, as it were. They don't call them war draft room. I, I love when, seeing when the they war draft rooms. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. who no one thought they Correct. would go that high. They're erupting like they literally just mm-hmm. got Zion in the lottery yes. back when that Zion was yes. good. Right, they Correct. were like, ah, we. Yes. Get- it looked exactly like the Pelicans ticket office. It was office. just yes. like, yes. Why would? Of course, you were going to get Jameer Gibbs. No one else was taking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you going quite yes. so crazy? I thought my personal favorite moment of the night, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, when so, that kid gets in his lap. No, there were two great moments. Uh-huh. Number one, I don't know which broadcast you're watching. I was on NFL Network. NFL Network really zoned in. You know, he played high school hockey. Yeah, and he's a hockey so player. I'm sitting there going, I can't wait. If this guy, because most people think it's a reach. So if he actually ends up being good, right. I cannot wait for the next decade of football guys looking for defensive linemen that Who play hockey. hockey players. Is there hockey Did they have hockey highlights of him? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, were, they had hockey highlights. Looked like he was a pretty good skater. No, he's a good hockey player, yeah. evidently. L- looked like he was a pretty good skater. I mean, I have I only watch hockey in the playoffs. But the best moment, this is a big night for girlfriends. Like, right. we can acknowledge it. And this you got is Cole a, Komet is his girlfriend. Cole Komet's sister, sister correct. is his girlfriend. Huge, Cole Komet, and this is Bears like, guy. This is, their, this is their Super Bowl. Like, this is the biggest moment of the night because, like, this is their introduction to, right. the, to the public space. His girlfriend is in between his sister uh-huh. and him. Yeah. And his other sister is standing on his other, or sitting on his yeah. other shoulder. And she's like, Fighting to try and like go over the top and hug him and, and like be a right. part of the moment. And his sisters just showed tremendous blockout capability. <sighs> I mean, they just like elbowed her, they just alphaed her. It like she's she's just awkwardly trying to be in this moment and uh-huh. they were having none of it. And then this kid mm-hmm. comes and gets in his lap. Correct. This, uh, this, yeah, yeah. This so brother he, she just something. got alphaed the whole way. Um, all right, in terms of actual picks, you had to love what the Eagles did. I hated it, but, I mean, you 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 add Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, maybe the best player in the draft, absolute monster. You add him to Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean um, and Fletcher Cox. But they got four, so they got four. The, the, they, got, they, got, they already had two Bulldogs there. They had Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. How do you not love that, right? And it also does, though, I think with – at least Georgia defense. I don't know about Georgia offense. Georgia defense is the new Alabama in right. which, as long as you just pick a Georgia defensive guy, I'm like, yeah, it's a good pick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they may not, yeah. the Eagles may not be as good as Georgia because they're not like getting, they can't load up on all Georgia players, right. but they do have Correct. a reasonable. Well, they they also have a salary cap. Uh, so Georgia I liked, doesn't. I liked what they did. Uh, you, you, you give me one now. Who'd you like? <sighs> I really liked. Well, obviously, I'm I'm a Bryce Young guy, so him going one, like I did Made think sense, that. Right. I also was the Texans picking C.J. Stroud. However, you feel about him, one way or the other, I at least felt like thank God they picked him because I thought I was losing my mind because the right. way that he was getting he was this, quote unquote falling, yeah, and, and the, Will Levis was quote unquote rising, correct. And you thought C.J. Stroud is a good football player. Yes. Will Levis is not a good football correct. player. This confirmed, yes. That the world is not crazy. Correct. And I was starting to lose my mind. Didn't you think it was nuts for Houston to give up next year's first number one to go up and get? Listen, I have no problem. I, I, they, so they draft. People were wondering whether they would pick Will Anderson at uh, or, or C.J. Stroud with a second pick. Well, in the end, they <laughs> pick C.J. Stroud, and then they go back up, and they trade up, uh, and, and they get, and they give Arizona yeah. um, their number one pick. They give them their their. Their first round pick this year, their twelfth, the number twelve pick, the thirty three pick this year, second round pick, early second round pick, and then a first and a third next year. Houston's first round pick next year could be the first pick of the whole damn draft, and they gave it up to move up. I mean, ten slots or nine? What was it uh, to get to get Will they Anderson? Went from, they went from twelve to three. That seems crazy Correct. to me. Nine slots, you give up next year's no, and he's not. This isn't for a franchise quarterback. I just thought that was nuts. Yeah, I wonder though, would the price have been st- so? For instance, they're trying to get to three. 
keep in mind their their GM is basically an agent. Like that's his that's his career. I wonder if they take Anderson at two and then they try to get up to three, is the price even steeper? Because if Stroud's there at three, I wonder if that would have started a bidding war. Well, I, I guess, but like it's I mean that that seems like that, a steep that, price. Fun. It seems that seems like a lot to pay for Will Anderson. Uh, you know, a very good player, but are you giving up are you basically they gave up the they gave up their the twelfth pick this year, mm-hmm. the thirty three pick this year, and their first round pick next year, which could be very high, for one very good defensive end, Will Anderson. Struck me as correct. He basically crazy. has to be an All Pro to to justify that. Yeah, he's got to be a a, a game wrecker. He's yes. got to be Khalil Mack. Yeah, in order to to justify that. that and even though, I agree with you. It seems like a steep price. Uh, Colts Anthony Richardson. What did you think? I think if you're asking me, would I rather bet on Richardson or bet on Levis? I'd better. I'd rather bet on Richardson. It's funny though. That's because the tools are better. He's and and you've seen less. There's less. T- he's, you can. There's there's sort of more of a learning curve because he's more raw. So yeah. You can dream bigger. The tools are better. That's fine. But but Will Levis didn't go in the first round. In the abstract, good pick, bad pick. Do you believe in the Anthony Richardson experience? Roll of the dice. I do not. But as I've all as I've stated. The Josh Allen has ruined quarterback scouting for me forever because, like, that's the painful reminder that whatever your whatever your convictions are, they can be wrong. I do like. I do know the one thing about Anthony Richardson. He was not beaten out by Sean Clifford, right? And right, right. And people yeah, can it, do this. Whole, it wasn't a choice between. It is maybe a choice between them, but they oh, didn't it have was to take either of them. Yeah, but if you read, if you've read every like the. The Athletic did this awesome piece on the Colts last year uh, about how insane Ursay has gone. They were picking a quarterback, right? Like that's so, yeah, so right. that's so then they picked the right one. But okay. best available of the two, they picked uh, of the two they picked the right one. It appears I'm going to be rooting for both running backs. A because they're in the NFC, and B because they they both seem like. Good guys, Eshan yes. Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, and, yeah. and C because people hate running back picks so devoutly. They hate them. They rip them. They destroy them. That I want these picks to be successful. Sure, Bijan Robinson to Atlanta and Jameer Gibbs to the Lions. Plus, uh, for the record, I hate both of them. Plus, I have a, and I like both players. Plus, I have a um, soft spot in my heart for Detroit mm-hmm. as a place. I think you know Detroit deserves to have a winning team. I did think it was appropriate that the Packers. You move on from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Yeah. But you still don't you give them any weapons. You stayed like, with the you formula. Know, you stay you, 12, literally okay, of their last 13. Did you love 13, that, though? Because I, of their I last was 13 first-round picks, 12 are defense and the other one's Jordan Love. That's I was, it. I was, would that not have been the best parting gift, though, for Aaron Rodgers? The first pick, you just take a receiver I, I right then. So. Like that was that was what I was rooting for. Um. What did you uh, – I don't know that there's anything uh, – let's see. Hendon Hooker did not go. Yeah. He will likely go, in the. I would think, in the second round. Jalen Hyatt did not go. He would, I would imagine, likely go in the second round. Um, your Giants took Deontay Banks. Mm-hmm. When you asked corner. me yesterday, what are they going to do? I go, I don't know. Take a corner. What did they do? They took a corner. Uh, and uh, so whatever. And then Lamar Jackson signed. Lamar Jackson signed after all of this. Um, he got five years, 260, 185 guaranteed. Uh, Jalen Hurts had just gotten five years, 255, 180 guaranteed. So he just got a smidge yeah, it, more than Jalen Hurts. He did not get the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed 230, but he's a rich man. Does and it, don't those two contracts feel related? Totally. Yes. I am surprised that... That it happened. Like I'm, I. It's nice that they were able to put everything to the, you know, get through it all and put it all to the side. And yeah, it was a story that I was done. Like I was just done with. Like at a certain point, I'm like, just some pay him. Like both. I think both parties needed to meet at some point, and it, this feels like that. All right, on to the Grizzlies. Um, again. Oh, one last thing. I hate it. Uh, Seattle took all the players that I wanted. Uh, Seattle took. Well, they, there was no way Devin Witherspoon or Devon. I know, Devin but Jackson Smith and Jigba was starting to kind of fall, and then I cried. Yeah, uh, he was kind of falling. 
Yeah, the receivers were receivers all falling, were, yeah. and then all of a sudden, bam, they were all gone. Yeah. And that's why I didn't mind oh, the Bills. Oh, Herbert got another weapon. That's why I didn't mind the the Grizzly, uh, the Grizz, the Bills. I mix them up in my mind. The, uh, taking a tight end because he was the best weapon yes. available, given that the receiver, there had been yes. a run on, given that there had been a run on receivers. Yeah. Okay. All right, to the Grizzlies. So, to the Grizzlies. Luke Kennard, according to Taylor Jenkins, woke up with some soreness. Um, which does not surprise me because, as I reported yesterday, uh, Luke Kennard in the locker room did not seem well. Yeah, the the he gave that answer. It's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I could have gone in there. So again, who the hell knows? Like, it's a bum shoulder. It is the shooting shoulder. If I, if you would ask me. When I was talking to him right after the game, would he play Friday? I would have said no. Okay. He didn't seem to me like a player who was going to be able to play in less than 48 hours, another game. He was, his arm was hanging from his side, basically, as he was getting dressed. Eh, not as immobile as, as Jaws hand was, but still. Um, I, I can't, beyond what's happened since then, I have no idea. And so we'll hope he can play. If he can't play, um, this is what Taylor Jenkins said. We can put Tyus in that spot and John Conchar in that spot and Zaire Williams is in the conversation. We will use guys that are going to play with pace move the ball, and be willing to shoot it. What do you make of that? I think Luke is the biggest story going into tonight because Luke is the only player that it seems to me the Lakers respect and play honestly against. When the Grizzlies put in, forget Dylan. It's not just Dylan. Think about how many times Roddy's had open shots. Think about how many times Conchar's had open shots. If the Grizzlies are going to have the Lakers play five-on-five, I think they need Kennard. And they have to view Kennard as a a credible threat. But That's fine. My question is, let's assume no Kennard. Yeah. What I'm asking is, assuming no Kennard, he said, we can put Tyas in this spot, John Conchar in that spot, and Zaire Williams is in the conversation. Does that inspire confidence for you? No, but honestly, at this point, the only thing that inspires confidence for me is Luke playing. I don't think he's going to – I I guess I don't think he – A, I don't – he's either – my guess would be he's either not going to play or he's not going to play effectively. Yeah. But I hope I'm wrong. And again, that was just from a glimpse. um, Do we know – Toward all shots work for basketball players I, like they do for football. I don't know. Now, on on the other then the separate question is, what does all of this mean for Dylan Brooks? Yeah. Is it so bad that you literally don't start Dylan Brooks? I think at this point, no. Because compared to the other options that were just mentioned, Dylan at least brings something to the table. Again, I'm reading from uh these quotes are both, some are plucked from Chris Harrington's piece, some from Drew Hill's piece, uh, both at the I mean, it is Daily interesting to me that Memphis. Zaire's being mentioned because Zaire's I just don't. such an afterthought. I find it impossible to believe that game six in Los Angeles, Zaire Williams is going to make his triumphant reappearance. Yes, I'm with you. Um, I would bet against that. I would bet on they would use John Conchar before Zaire Williams. It's just like, it's just you know, the headlight stuff. I, I, I would, again, that would be great. No, if this West ends up, Coast kid comes out, is hometown genius. boy, right? Exactly, that'd be great. But I find it, uh, I would find it to be a long shot. Dylan is shooting twenty two percent from the three over the mm-hmm. first five games. This is what Jenkins said. There will be times we need to use him as a screener and a roller to get him in different spacing on the offensive end. Sometimes we'll use other guys to screen, and he will be on the three-point line. It's going to be about shooting it when he's open or making a quick decision. 
<laughs> he's adding, he's adding, it used to be, I want him to shoot it when he's open. Yeah. Now he's adding, or making a quick decision. Correct. And that's, it, it was interesting. When he said, we're going to play guys that play with pace, move the ball, and be willing to shoot it, mm-hmm. those things aren't Dylan. Well, like he, willingness to shoot is definitely Dylan. Not anymore. Like now he's, I, I think he's appropriately, I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he makes quick decisions. No, I definitely think it's obvious when you watch a play. Like you can feel him thinking. Exactly. Uh, this is what he goes to say. We just don't want to slow down, so we are going to use him in spacing at times. But the counter to the defense to the Lakers' defensive game plan is to use him as a screener. Mm-hmm. So they're going to instead of having him, they're going to use him as the screener in double actions, depending on who is matched up with him. I think he's done a good job of that, and he's sacrificing in this area. Goes on to say, this is Taylor Jenkins on the subject of Dylan Brooks. Is he too open? Because they're not guarding him yeah. literally at all now. Well, what do you do with too open? That's a fine no, question. I mean, it's a legitimate question. What do you do with too yeah. open? Because you, there's nothing to be done with too open. If you're too open, you're open for a reason. We want to encourage you to shoot the shots that you practice and shoot through those times. But as I said, again, used to just hear we need him to shoot it. That's yeah. what he's out there for. Now you hear this stuff. But as I said, he knows when he becomes a screener. He's commented to us like, hey, I'm going to screen on the backside. I know I'm open. My guy is helping off me, so I want to screen and get a teammate open. So he's well aware of it. Everybody's well aware of it. You could not be aware of it. Yeah, if you have eyeballs. <sighs> if you have eyeballs. Mm-hmm. and um, Functioning, I guess. Has the line moved at all? Uh, I think it's still at four and a half. Let's see. Um, massive, massive. Yeah, it's still game. four and a half. Massive, massive game for the Memphis Grizzlies. Four and a half, and actually, right now, according to BetQL, only forty-three percent of tickets are on the Grizzlies, but fifty-eight percent of the money is on the Grizzlies. So, what does that mean? Typically, what that means is the pro betters are. People that bet bigger money are betting on the Grizzlies. Well, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley said, "Them young boys are coming." I mean, the one, the one thing working. Of course, at- he also guaranteed that Sacramento <laughs> would win the last game against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. He flat guaranteed it. Uh huh. So, what were you say? The one thing. The one thing that I do have in the back of my mind is, is this a situation where, like, was was the Lakers look cooked? Was Wednesday the the beginning of the better team revealing right. itself. We thought all along they were the better team. Yes. We thought they would get better as the series went along because yeah. they're the younger team. And maybe that's simply what we saw. We saw Dez being Dez. We saw Ja being Ja. We saw the Grizzlies being the Grizzlies. And if the Grizzlies get they're 80, the better younger team. If the Grizzlies get 80 points from Ja, Jaron, and Dez, I think they're probably going to win. Where is the Lakers' offense coming from? If Rui's not giving them 20, yeah, which is unlikely. No, it turns out Rui Hachimura's turned into If LeBron's Rui. Big, one big game was game four, yeah. AD is a, is a problem. AD was a problem in game five. But AD was a problem in game five, and it wasn't enough. Yeah. And it wasn't close. No. I mean, Austin Reeves has been <sighs> fine. But I, mean, I do wonder how people are going to watch this. Is there a bluff party tonight? Do you know, is there a watch party tonight? And I, I wonder if people on big games like this, what's the best way to digest it? Is it to watch it? Obviously, most people will just be watching at home on TV, right? They'll be watching at home on TV. But do you like to watch it? There is a with, watch party. There's the the fourth bluff park watch there party. There is a fourth bluff yes. park watch party. Park opens at 6. Is there something to be said for watching it alone and suffering alone? Or do you like watching it? Like, is it fun to go to do the bluff thing or, or, or to a bar? Or do you like watching it with, like, two other people, your family or friends in your – like, what's the best way to consume a big game? I mean, I think this is a wiring question. Like, if you are – What's your favorite way to consume a big so game? So the way that I like it – I've, my brothers and I have started, like, every now and then watching games together. 
That's how I prefer it. You so you like it with actual people in the room with you. But I like it with a small group of well, all of whom are aligned correct. and know each other and don't have to talk about anything else. Correct. And similar sensibilities, like you know what right. I mean. No, I get it. Yeah, similar sensibilities about what to, whether you're watching exactly. or not watching. And, I mean, or I don't whatever know how else. many games my brothers and I have watched together, but it's in the thousands. And so, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah, you know what you're we're, doing. We're, we're experienced. Not, you're not here, having yes. to make conversation Correct. during a game yes. or anything like that. And we know, like. Okay, when we can make jokes, we know when it's time to get serious. Like, there, there's there's a rhythm there. Uh, we'll talk to Jason Smith coming up next, then Chris Harrington from Los Angeles, and then Steve Macy's going to roll in here. We'll talk to him a little bit about the Memphis Showboats and uh, the 901 hats. 5,000 5, Memphis Showboats hats. Hat it's a $20 value. Tomorrow. $20 value. Tickets start at 10 bucks. Seems good to me. Uh, speaking of good values, if you are buying a new home, but even more, if you like, think you want to keep your mortgage. Like a lot of people aren't buying homes now because they're like, I have a great I, rate. I, I got a great rate. I'm not going to hand up. But they got credit card debt, or they have something they want to do to their home. Uh, what you can do with Loan Pronto and their Express Equity line is you can tap into that equity, use that money to pay off the credit cards at the high rates, and uh, and away you go. Loan Pronto. It just makes all the sense in the world because instead of the complicated process that you've known for home loans, they, they make it simple, they make it easy, they are cheap, they're fast, affordable. Um, check them out. 901-589-2155. 901-589-2155 is the phone number. Loanpronto.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781. Subject to lender approval. Jason Smith next, then Chris Harrington, then Steve Macy. Uh, it's a busy day here on the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just a quick with BetQL. The New York Yankees have had a weak start to the season, and here's how you can take advantage of that as a better. The Yankees are now 4-10, covering the run line in their last 14 games. They are also 9-3 to the under in their last 12 games. Why? Well, because they can't score, and their pitching has been pretty good. Until they figure out how to get a lineup to hit over 230, you need to watch these two trends and bet accordingly. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first-inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first-inning prop bet on any Friday Major League Baseball game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks and official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Log into your account or sign up with BetMGM today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources that help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as not withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Today is the day. Today is the day you empty your garage and closets of your old tech. Today is the day you hang up on that dial-up modem. Today is the day you tell that old GPS to get lost. Because while Staples recycles old tech for free each and every day, today, during Staples' free tech take-back, rewards members get $10 in Staples rewards when they recycle their tech. Cut the cord on your old tech and recycle it at Staples. N617, limit one reward per month. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling.
Selling for details. When you hear it's spring Black Friday at the Home Depot and Ryobi 40-volt expanded cordless string trimmers are just $179, what are you driven to do? Clear out winter's overgrowth? Clean up the driveway lines? Or take a lighter touch around the flower beds? Hurry into the Home Depot during spring Black Friday to get more done with the extended runtime and precision control of the Ryobi 40-volt expanded cordless string trimmer. Now just $179. Shop spring Black Friday savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Gary Parish reminding you about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local, family-owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day, so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186. Mom? Dad? Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet with up to 10 times faster upload speeds on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. The following is a message from the future, sent by Jamie from Progressive. Back in 2023, you could get help from Progressive Online through our mobile app or over the phone. But here, in the future, you'll be able to chat with us from space. Maybe you're asking, why are you spending time on insurance in space? Shouldn't you be sculpting something out of moon rocks or jumping around with no gravity? Insurance seems more like a back on Earth kind of thing, right? Actually, in the future, space is no big deal. Errands are totally appropriate. That was a message from the future. Get the help you need today with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. itemized deductions. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Odyssey's I'm Listening is our commitment to more mental health conversations. Cowboys QB Dak Prescott wants everyone to talk about their mental health. Uh, For me, I think the more and more that we can continue to talk and uh, allow people to understand that it's okay to ask for help. And the more people get help, the more I think that we'll be able to provide with resources. And from there, everything positive comes from just the way that you, you approach life. Talk saves lives. For more mental health conversations, visit imlistening.org. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
All right, back on the Jeff Caucus Show, joined now by Jason Smith. Jason John every single day from 11 until 2. Jason, what's your feeling about? Are you nervous? Do you get ner- Are you nervous when you think about games as a fan? Are you nervous? No, 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 not not nervous. Um, I'm just hoping that you know, you know, preparing to for a late night. It's more. Oh man, to, <laughs> it's gonna be a late and, night. And, and, and then if you, we all have to invest, it's do or die. But if you invest and lose, that's what I always think about. That's Jeff so is like. Yeah, and you're the one that's got to stay up for the quotes, and so, and then it's oh man. I'm it's just, why it's why as a Bills fan, I prefer not to watch because then I don't invest, and I mm-hmm. don't, and then if they lose, I'm not unhappy. But you're right, like you're investing. We're up. We're it's going to be late. Um, do you prefer to watch a game? I was talking about Jeffrey, like for big games, if your team is not not big games like a idle Super Bowl where you don't really have a vested interest, yeah. but a team where the a team you follow or care about is playing. Do you like solitude, or do you like a big crowd, or do you like oh, – what's no. the ideal way to watch a game where your team is playing? I've had bad experiences with the crowd. Lost uh, lost the Super Bowl at my home with oh. a crowd, and, and they turned on me. You know, and some, they, they're laughing at points. It's like, dude, why did, I, why did I even invite you? You know, this is a – you know, you, you – yeah, you know what I mean. Like you did this for the uh, for the Bears, is, uh, yeah, the rain, it, that Super Bowl in the rain. That yeah, Rex it, it's mostly Bears. It's mostly Bears. I did it there when I was living out in Raleigh. I had a little house party, and uh, yeah, it got sour pretty quick. And it, 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 and listen, it was Rex Grossman's fault. Right. I, I put, but, but I took it out on those that were uh, <laughs> that I invited to my party. And then you know, double doink a few years ago against the Philadelphia Eagles, I had Brad and John over, and of course, Brad oh. uh, filmed the field goal. Uh, in his defense, hoping for a positive video, right, seeing me and my son uh, uh, celebrate a, a Bears playoff victory. Instead, we miss it. He gets the agony and the groaning, and it's like, bro, no more parties, no more people over. We're just going to watch it in solitude. So that's where I'm at, Jeff. I, it will be in solitude, big games for mostly. Man, son and I, but but no outside. Okay. No outside. How outsiders. does he? Is he? Does he? If they lose, is he sad? Is he very sad? Does he cry? No, 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 no. He gets over it pretty quickly. I, th- I think I've got Chris in a good position now where, unlike me, you know, it, his world isn't revolving around his sports teams. Uh, mine would be, Dad, can I can I stay home from school uh, because the kids are right. you know, the kids at Snowden are going to give me grief. That's how, I mean, wow. that's how seriously we took our football team rivalries fandom <laughs> back then in middle school. And Dad, occasionally after tough Bears loss, would let me have that Monday off. Chris is, I'm raising him better, Jeff. We're not. He, he's not going to have his mood or his day affected by whether or not his team lost. He knows it's bigger than that. Well, it is insane. I, I, I like, watched the draft last night. The idea that I know all of these players and they're 21 year old, like they're younger than my sons at this point, and that I care <laughs> deeply about. Like it's just what we what we care about is absolutely nuts. It, it, and what and, and the the degree to which we care about it, honestly, is what's is what's nuts. Uh, before I turn to the draft, though, and what the Bears did and all of that, um, what do you think they do tonight if Luke can't play? Oh, well, then you're just relying on Dylan to be better because in the end, and Jeffrey touched on this, you touched on it, uh, I've said it. You know, you're not, you're, you're just, you can't trust the other guys at this point, especially with your with the position you're in, you know, needing to win. So I imagine at that point, it's you know, hoping Dylan can knock down a couple of those. The Lakers are going to sag off and pack everything. That's what kills the spacing. And he's really at that. I mean, you really going to throw in Zaire at this point? You know, game six, season over. You know, Conchar at this point, I think we've seen that you, that you don't. In terms of being a guy that the Lakers have to respect, play honestly defensively, they're not going to trust Conchar either. It's going to be the same thing. And so um, I, I fear that if there's no Kennard, your really only option is to go back to the guy that's, you know, six of twenty-seven, I believe it is, in this series from three, and that, Jeff, in turn, you know, if he's not hitting those shots, if he's not doing something different, uh, it it threatens to, you know, uh, ruin just... all of the spacing, you know, sort of freedom that you found in the last game, and that's listen, it, that made it easier for John for Bain. That's why they were able to go off in the way they did. So, uh, Jeffrey's right. Uh, the canard that storyline tonight feels like the most important thing going. Even if he can just be a decoy, you'd obviously you'd, you'd need him in a position where he can make a couple of. Them. But even as a decoy, the Lakers have to respect him. So 
you know, for, we saw what in just a few minutes, what was it, 17, 18, 16, whatever it was, how much of a difference maker he was in that plus or minus. Just having him out there at all feels, uh, feels super important tonight. What gives me confidence, like Desmond Bain's confidence gives yes. me confidence. Me too. Like, he's it, getting, he's he, getting stronger and more yeah. confident each game, yes, while the Lakers seem, you know, it's, it, this kid's 24, right? And, and, and you saw him get gassed in overtime the other night. And, and look at the way he comes. Like he, it feels like he's getting stronger. You don't see a team getting weaker as the games go on. And listen, I know by average age, you know, the Lakers have got plenty of young guys to offset it, but, but the ones that matter, uh, the big one that matters, he's certainly feeling it. And so I'm with you. Like I feel it too from Bain. Like that confidence, you know, after that game four loss, saying we'll be back here for seven and then going ahead and taking care of business like you did in five, it feels like get behind the Bain train right now. You know what I mean? Because 100%. he is, he, yeah. he is playing, he is so confident with the way they are defending him now, at least, uh, you know, these last, uh, these last couple of games. And la- in the last one, finally, the threes really started dropping for him. So, hey, man, get, you know, it's got to be him and Ja, obviously, and Jaron doing his part. But right now it feels like Bain's confidence is leading you. Yeah, you just got the sense that he felt like they can't stop us. Like, you know, yes. they, 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 yes. they, which is what we wondered going in. Like, they would have, we thought that Ja and Desmond yeah. would have big exactly. series, and now they are. And that's why, I, for me, like, there's a difference between the big talk that Dylan had engaged in, which mm-hmm. A, he hadn't backed up with his play, and, and was just personal about the Lakers, as opposed to this, which just, to me, suggests a level of confidence that that re- is reflective in his play. And that's why I take real solace in that as we look ahead to tonight. All right. Uh, how'd you feel about you? You got a vol on the Bears. The Bears drafted Darnell Wright, the uh, right tackle uh, for the uh, Vols. How do you feel about what your Bears did? I'll be real honest with you. Uh, I wanted Jalen Carter in that spot. I mean, we were, we were nine. <laughs> yep. We took a fourth rounder for next year from Philly to, to go back and listen, address a need that was an obvious one. So, Someone as high as on right. Uh, you guys mentioned Florio's mock. He only does the one. He was one of the guys that was a little bit lower on right. Had him, had him in the 20s, I want to say. But pretty much everybody else and the folks you respect, McShay and Kuiper, had him high, but, you know, second or third behind Skaronsky, the kid out of Northwestern, Paris Johnson, the kid out of Ohio State was the first one taken. But but back to, I mean, you're right there and you have a chance to, you've picked up a number one receiver in D.J. Moore. We've been through that in trading back. Right. But you, then you had a chance to maybe get, get the, the best guy. player in the draft yeah. at number nine, too. And our defense, my, yep. my gosh, it, it needs a complete rebuild, and there's an anchor for you. Um, but in the end, you have to protect Justin Fields. He's taken an absolute beating over the last two seasons. You know, most sacks last year, uh, and and this big boy, six five, what three thirty three, runs a five second forty yard dash. I mean, he can move, and we'll see. I mean, he may end up having to be. We'll, we'll end up eventually putting him at left tackle. We, we'll see. Right now, he's going to start at right tackle. You know, and we're, we're, we're this kid Braxton Jones. Who knows if he pans out at left, but. He may ultimately end up at left tackle. Either way, you had to address that. I wish we'd taken the chance. You see how sick everybody was that didn't take Carter. Like Micah Parsons. I know, the Micah uh, Parsons video. Everybody knows that that dude's a difference maker. And listen, maybe it matters that he's going to a team like the Eagles. Maybe there are some situations where, you know, there there isn't the kind of leadership you need around Carter. And he does go back to making off-the-field mistakes. That said, um, my gosh, you had a chance to get the best player possibly in the draft at number nine, and you passed on it. Hopefully yeah, yeah. I would have been that's irritated by like that too. Regret later on. Yeah, I know? would have been irritated. When that kid's looking like too. Aaron Donald or Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons out there, we're going to say, "Oh my gosh, what were we doing?" I have to say, if you're a Titans fan, it's awfully hard to get excited about Peter Skaronsky. Like that's it's fine, uh, you know, a tackle who might be a guard um, and short arms. <laughs> it's funny what we know. Short yeah. arms, short arms. Uh, you know. Doesn't Bain does okay with short arms? Like you can I know, do okay. I, I keep bringing every time I talk about Scarazzi, I bring up Bain. I, I feel good. it's silly, and I, but but that's what we pay so much attention. Out I of know. Short we arms. all know he's got short yeah. arms. I, I told Skaronsky. myself we'll be fine with Scarazzi. Bain's great. You know what I'm saying before the draft. So yeah, that, that's whatever. I, that, that, listen, Scarazzi is a he is so fundamentally sound. You know that's one you're going to have in your organization probably for eight to ten years. They'll be fine with Scarazzi. Who is the favorite? In 
the division now with the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, the Vikings? Vikings. I still I guess. get. I'd give the edge to the to the Vikings definitely over Detroit. Yeah, yeah. We Jordan Love's got a lot to prove. Now there there are some people very high on him. I, my whole thing is it can't be as good as two Hall of Famers back to back. And so it's got to be, you know, it has to come down. Just it has to. There's no way they're going to have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. That's 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks they've had. There's, you know, the chances that Jordan Love's going to give them another 10 to 15. Give me no. So for me, it's it's coming. But listen, can he get it done? You know, that that kid Christian Watson, the receiver last year, was coming on strong. Um, you know, there, there's still some reasons to like Green Bay. But give me a break. You, you right. take Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP off. If they come down, you have Minnesota up there. Uh, they'll collapse in the end, uh, and then, but but in terms of winning the division, yeah, them and and Lions, and we're probably still fourth, but I I like our chances of moving up. Probably going to be the defense right now that keeps us from being a real contender in the division. But I like uh with the cap space and the picks over the next few years, Bears should be on the way up. And how did you feel? Did you fight? Did you feel sorry for Will Levis or what? What watching that unfold? Is it just? I mean, in the end, he's... It, it's it's weird how we do that. Yeah, I sh- I should feel sorry for him, and I did in the end. But initially, I'm like, ha ha, you know, because <laughs> I mean, but you know, there, John had brought up the Reddit post early in the week that right. actually changed the betting market yes. there for a while. That you know that Will was telling people number one, and and of course, I have I've never I've always said, nah, not Will Levis. He, you know, John saw that, and, and others have compared him to Carson Wentz. I mean, these guys going to sit in the pocket, and ultimately, he's going to get hit. I mean, you have to have the the athleticism. And so from, from that standpoint of, Oh, I was, I told you, so Will Levis wasn't going to be the first quarterback taker. I told you he was lower on my board. And first like, yeah, but then you look at the pictures. Why did the, you know, doesn't the NFL owe him, you know, better research or something in the sense that you're inviting the ones that you are feel pretty good are going to go in the first round and you leave him out there, you know, with his sisters out there. And listen, they, I thought they did a great job of handling it. I mean, he played with it a little bit. I know you're angry, uh, right. I, I watched Aaron Rodgers drop, and he didn't drop out of the first round. And dude, he he had laser beams coming out of his eyes. So it's one of, the, and it'll never be. You'll never erase it. Like those moments will be no. there forever. Your kids will see it. You know, and especially if you if you if you don't go on to have a great NFL career, that could be. Oh you know, no, you're right. If said, you do, it's great. It's then awful. it's like that. Yeah, then it's exactly. like the Tom Brady pictures from the well, Senior Bowl. Exactly. That I mean, Aaron. Can we look back on that and say every team got it wrong? Aaron was the guy sitting there. Freaking Superman was sitting there. Nobody took him. But with this one. I mean, the, I, I just felt like the NFL, you know, left him out to dry. I don't know if it was based on his own information, the Reddit report or whatever, but, um, yeah, by the end of it, I was, I was saying, man, you shouldn't be rooting against this kid. You know what I'm saying? Look at him with his girlfriend and his sisters and family there. That's got to feel awful. So I, I hope he gets picked high and um, hopefully it works out for him, but I am not high on Will Levis as NFL quarterback. Jason, thank you very much. I'll be listening from 11 to 2. Appreciate it, man. Go Grizz. Yes, Go Grizz. Well, uh, I'm I'm a little I feel a little uh, I feel a little tightness in my when 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 you get do you get nervous about sports or just get nervous about betting or are you impervious to it all? Oh, I definitely get nervous about betting. Um, How about the Giants? You get nervous about the Giants? If the Giants are in the Super Bowl, you nervous? Can you feel like right now? I can feel. People sometimes will say to me, "Where do you feel that emotion?" Like, do you feel it? Like, and I, that's always a strange question to me. What do you mean, where do I feel it? But then, I, like, right now, I feel the tension about the Grizzlies game right now in my stomach. Like, I can sort of feel it. Like, I can feel that. I feel the nerves, and the place that I feel them is in my stomach. I typically, it's not, like, during the day before the game, but during the Kickoff game. like during yeah, the game itself. When, when I see how the game is going, that's when that's when I think I really start to get. I'm I find myself I, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but I find myself a little nervous right now, um, just anticipating it all. <sighs> Wish it was wind down Wednesday. That's that's a fair point. Uh, that helps. <laughs> Bounty on Broad, uh, they have on Wednesdays half bottle half half price bottles of wine, fabulous wine selection. Half price bottles of wine. Half-price glasses of wine on Wine Down Wednesday to help you wind down from whatever you need to wind down from. You don't have to wait to Wednesday to go to Bounty on Broad, though. The food's absolutely spectacular. I was reading uh, I was reading Jennifer Biggs's review of Iris, uh, the restaurant, and uh, today. And in the Iris restaurant, 
she mentions she mentions Bounty's fried oysters. Because mm. like Iris evidently has good fried oysters, and because uh, the, the the chef went from Bounty, that chef from the sh- chefs tend to move around. Yes, and he's uh, fabulous. And he this is two chefs ago at Bounty. He's now at Iris, and so. Like I guess he does very good fried oysters, but you know oysters are good when that's when the standard. It, when 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 in the review of another restaurant the oysters at Bounty are invoked, the fried oysters at Bounty are invoked. Beautiful restaurant right there on Broad Avenue. Brussels are delicious. Pork shanks fabulous. Really, uh, go on go to brunch Sunday. That's another Sunday brunch will be great. We'll be preparing for Game 